Welcome back to the Loyalist Podcast. We're your hosts, Jake Gibson and Sam Palumbo. Arsenal are on top of the Premier League. Once again, we're back, baby. Um, just feel so vindicated about my opinion of Liverpool coming out of this match week. Um, just haven't been that convincing, and that really showed in this United game. We were right about a lot, Sammy. Um, we finished up 3.6 units. Um, by my count, we're up about 15.8 units since the first weekend of October um, when we changed our format and Sam and I started collaborating on these picks. Um, you know, I'm going to stop saying since October because before that we were doing a silly competition and we weren't really thinking behind them. And I feel like that's our count, 15.5 uh nobody was really telling us back then anyway we were a bunch of bunch of scrubs so 15.5 15.6 around there um that's pretty impressive it feels good i mean i think we've gotten a lot of things right uh the one week we went negative i felt like we were very unlucky to be negative um and this week i felt like we got a lot of things right but we're going to rectify the wrongs as well for sure. Uh, I, I definitely have an apology or two um, that I owe uh, to a couple clubs um, and some that I definitely don't owe. Um, we'll hold our opinions on the bournemouth Luton Town game. Uh, obviously, um, thoughts and prayers to Tom Lockyer, captain of Luton Town. Um, just a terrible situation. Um, as far as I understand, uh, this is the second time it's happened to him in a game. Um, he previously had heart surgery to um, address this issue that he had um, after it happened in the championship last season. And just to see him go down again, thank God he's stable as of now. Um, but just a, a terrifying situation. So, um, you know, nothing to say about that game as of now. Just uh, hope Tom's okay. Yeah, truly scary stuff. Um you know, you're just watching Premier League football and all of a sudden someone collapses. Uh, I always just think of Christian Eriksen anytime it happens, but shout out to uh, the physios getting it done, making sure he's fine. Um, it's impressive. Makes you makes you appreciate the little things. For sure. I remember when Eric, when it happened to Eriksen, um, that was the Euros, right? It felt like the world stopped. Um, it was the World so many Cup. More... It was the World Cup? I thought it was the Euros. Uh, not sure. Either way, um, it felt like the world stopped when that happened because I felt like so many people were watching. This, not so much, um, but in terms of Premier League Twitter, definitely similar reaction, you know, because it was scary. Um, so glad, glad to hear Tom's okay. Um, I'm sure Luton will be rallying behind their captain, uh, in this upcoming match week, but that is for us to dive in at a later time. For now, um, Sam, do you have any updates before we get into the match week? My biggest thing is like just boxes in general um, during the holiday season. Um, we're also decorating our nursery, so we're getting a bunch of furniture brought in. Um, just such obscene amounts of cardboard, and it's just a battle every day. Um, I don't know how, as a society, we haven't figured out an alternative to cardboard yet. Are you a breakdown box guy? 
Traditionally, no. And and that's where I've been in trouble is I I don't break them down. And then next thing I know, it catches up to me because tonight's trash night and I have to do battle and figure out what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Um, that sucks. Well, you could be like me and just get Amazon Prime for the for the movie content. I guess. Um, it's on me. <laughs> Uh, I speaking of Amazon Prime for the movie content, I, I recently watched The Holdovers, which is just a delightful movie. Um, kind of a movie that doesn't really get made anymore, so I would recommend it uh, to anybody. It's got serious uh, Dead Poets Society, uh, Goodwill Hunting, Boyhood vibes. Um, takes place in the seventies. Paul Giamatti just acting out of his mind. Did really didn't know he had this type of performance in his locker, but. Uh, just kills it. Dominic Sessa, a discovery of a young chap, of an actor. Um, I would recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, you do have to buy it, but I had a gift card, so. <laughs> um, I watched Love Actually this weekend. What a delightful film. To me, go- goat Christmas movie. That's the goat Christmas movie for you. For me. It, it's, it's just got a lot in its locker that I like. Wow. That's... Kind of like way too hot of a take for me to handle right now. Um, Polar Express? No? Elf? Elf is... I, I do like Elf. I think the people that shit on Elf, not a fan of that. Um, I think Polar Express is fine. Uh, as a concept, I'm not a huge fan. Um, you know, just getting on a mysterious train with a bunch of strangers. Seems like... I don't know. It seems like Taken vibes to me. Um and it always just rubbed me the wrong way that everyone's just fine with that. I don't really enjoy Christmas movies as an adult. It's probably not the greatest take. Um, but that leads me to like make my favorite choice based off what I enjoyed the most as a kid. And for me, it was like the motion, like the whatever, not claymation, but the the animated like action figures like Heat Miser, Snow you know those yeah. those ones the, those were the best for me because i would just watch them on repeat when i was like seven eight and i liked the songs i liked the stories and i thought they were the most rewatchable back then now i try to watch them and it's just like i guess i didn't realize how much these sucked but um the chris kringle one is really good um just those were probably my favorite when i was growing up yeah year without a santa claus definitely goes uh big fan of what they do um heat misers snow miser just love their character development yeah i think it offers a lot see you know the titles so that's a step <laughs> beyond me um the holdovers also takes place during the christmas season um my girlfriend said you can't call it a christmas movie because it doesn't really address christmas but um i i thought it was a very wholesome holiday movie um but anywho um, we had a lot of action this weekend. Uh, turned out to be pretty eventful. Uh, I think we were mostly right. Um, we stayed away from the Forest Tottenham game, and probably the right call to do so. Tottenham won. We both said we'd be surprised with another outcome, um, but Forest were better for a period of that game. Yeah, coming out of half, uh, Forest definitely gave Spurs. Um, Made Spurs very uncomfortable. Uh, 
I just think Forrest aren't that good of a side. So once that subsided, that 15 minutes of pressure, Spurs responded with a counter punch. Um, really good goal from Kulusevski. And uh, Richarlison's goal, which was assisted by Kulusevski, was quite tidy as well. Um, good for Spurs. We don't rate this Forrest side. There was a report today that uh, supposedly Nuno Esposito is in talks with uh, Forrest right now in case they decide to sack Steve Cooper. So never a good spot to be when your club is talking to other managers in case they decide to fire you. You think Steve Cooper would get snatched up if uh, he got fired? Ooh, interesting. Um, I think he could. I don't know by because what club, he, though. He's had runs, um, and he showed promise, and at one point he was like the media darling. Um, what's the situation with his eyes? I just can't get a read on him. I didn't – I like, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I didn't know if it was like a medical thing or – or it's just, I don't know. Um, I, I couldn't get a read on it either. Um, but I, I, there was a time where I thought he would be a good manager. Not sure I still feel that way. I mean, they they lost Brennan Johnson, didn't really do much to replace him. Um, so that's that's a problem. Uh, I think a lot of these, champ- or these newly promoted sides can have players be poached from them and not replace them. I will say it has to be said uh, for Kulisevsky's goal, uh, Matt Turner, come the fuck on, man. Uh, dude is just absolutely breaking my heart. Just no, just really bad giveaway uh, that leads to the goal, and he basically dodges Kulisevsky's effort. Um, just bad stuff, really bad stuff. Yeah, I mean, they, they've already showed they're willing to bench him. Um, I assume he got the job because the other guy wasn't very good either, but... I'm interested to see what happens because kind of a shocker uh, from our guy from Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Um, probably wrong. Who I don't cares? know. North Jersey. Yep, whatever. <laughs> um, but Nottingham Forest find themselves through 17 games in 14th. Um, any idea how the uh, Bournemouth Luton game is going to play out? That just 25 minutes plus stoppage time? I don't know if it's a full match replay or not. Um, I feel like since it's a tie, it could be. Yeah, I think that, that they would lean towards a full match replay. That, that would be my guess, but I, I'm not sure. Um, so far, so Forrest are in uh, 17th with 14 points. Luton have nine, but they have a game in hand now uh, because of what happened this weekend. So I don't know. Forrest going down is on my radar. I would be interested in looking at that as a future, Sam. Oh, there you go. Um, Luton's, per the mail line, Luton's match against Bournemouth is set to be replayed in full after it was abandoned at 65th minute. So, um, I don't know if it's official or not, but that's what's being leaked to the press, that there it will be a full replay. Um, so, that's good stuff. Arsenal were recently linked to Solanke. Solanke? Solanke. And... I am very interested in that. Guy's a bucket, man. Really, really good. Um, so that's something to monitor. They said if they we if Arsenal can't get Tony, um, they would be interested in acquiring Dominic Solanke. 
um, either for a loan or for a permanent deal in January. So I, I'll be keeping my eye on that. I think he's a wonderful striker. Um, and Sam would have to deal with Arsenal getting another Englishman one way or another, but that's fine. Um, anyway, Tottenham win 2-0. Uh, they find themselves in fifth. They're kind of struggling to get out of that, and I think they're maybe this is a hot take, but I think they're going to struggle to get out of fifth for the rest of the season because they're behind City by a point and then five points behind Villa and Liverpool and six points behind Arsenal. I don't see any of those four teams being any worse than they've been so far. Yeah, uh, and the schedule doesn't get easy per se. Um, they have Everton, Brighton, Bournemouth, United. Uh, not great. Not not ideal. Um, so they could be stuck there for a while, but good result for Spurs. They needed to get right. So from there, uh, we'll move on to the Chelsea-Sheffield match. Chelsea win 2-0 um, in pretty uh, like unconvincing fashion over who we think is clear. Oh, you're with me, right? Sheffield's the worst team in the league? Yeah, they got to be. They have to be. Yeah. So pretty unconvincing fashion at the bridge too. Just, just pretty rough stuff um, from Chelsea. Not sure you take anything away from it. Like good for you, you got three points. They're firmly in tenth, um, one point ahead of Fulham, who are making up ground. Um, not this weekend, but in general, and four points behind Brighton, who you know didn't look too great this weekend, but Arsenal played really well. So. I don't. I don't see Chelsea, Chelsea doing much better than tenth, um, and this this performance didn't give me reason to believe that they will. Yeah, I I can't emphasize enough that like how bad Nico Jackson is. The guy is just not good, and Broa missed a really really easy finish as well. Uh, just a lot of suspect behavior from the entire Chelsea squad. I can't trust them. That under was cake. Um, so we love that. So anytime they go against a team that doesn't have a very good attack, like Sheffield, definitely think under is going to be something that we continue to monitor. Um, Cole Palmer's goal, I, I want to say Raheem had two assists in this game, uh, but I can't seem to find it. Uh, but Cole Palmer and Raheem's goal for the first goal for Chelsea was sweet. And then Nico Jackson, it was an absolute tap-in that he couldn't miss. So not impressed. Uh- just want to let my buddy Sam know because we are recording this Monday uh, at about six o'clock Eastern. Jalen Hurts is active against the Seahawks. Oh, that's big. Um, you know, that's the kind of guy he is. Uh, you know, it's not like anyone in this Chelsea squad. Guy's a dog. Uh, <laughs> will persevere. Uh, just fight through injury. Um, he is similar in the sense that he gets paid a shit ton of money. So th- that's one thing. So apparently, um, Chelsea are very interested in getting active in the transfer market in January, which doesn't make any sense to me. But um, if there were to be a fire sale, which realistic player that they get rid of would you be interested for Arsenal? I mean, I think Raheem is sizably their best player. But Um, is that reasonable to expect them to get rid of? I think it's reasonable because... I don't think they appreciate how good Raheem is, and they're convinced that they can make Mudrick work, or they want he to is, be convinced that he can work. He's quite bad. Yeah, he's oh, he's bad, bad. Um, <laughs> there was a time I really wanted that guy on my favorite team, 
and he is quite poor. Yeah, um, but I, I, I think I think Raheem's like kind of a weird. He's almost like the outcast of this team, if that makes sense. Even though it's not his fault. I mean, he's played well, and they depend on him a lot creatively. But I don't think that. I think he would be the odd man out. I've actually seen some Arsenal plan, uh, Arsenal fans interested in us getting Gallagher uh, because there's serious reports that he's been sold. He's going to be sold. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Sam is making um, vomiting uh, motions on the camera. Um, I have no interest. Um, I think Havertz we're going to talk about, but he is really coming into his own. Um, in Christian's words, definitely kind of a gamer. And uh, I don't see Connor Gallagher adding anything to this squad, but it is an interesting question because I could see us. It's not. It wouldn't be the first time you know Havertz comes to mind, but it wouldn't be the first time we we picked up a Chelsea player that they weren't happy with anymore. All right, Sam, is it time to have a Manchester City conversation, or is Kevin De Bruyne coming back and it just doesn't matter? Uh, you you got to wonder the timing of him just being fine in Saudi Arabia. Um, Manchester City 2, Crystal Palace 2. An unbelievable choke job from the citizens. Uh, I'd like to apologize because one of my trends that I love in the Prem, one of them is Spurs always frustrate City, and the other one is Palace always frustrate City. Um, And to start this game, that was not the case. Palace were getting dogged by uh, City. But, God, they just wouldn't kill off palace and they let them hang around and they score two goals and our boy phil foden concedes one of the worst penalties of the season uh in stoppage time uh to yeah, get let me just was the draw let me just let me just kick this guy um foden was great in the in the attack um for both for both goals really but uh very poor uh pen to give away in a you know consequential moment and the killer instinct that we discussed, City lacking, you discussed, you, you pointed this out early, a couple weeks back. You know, they seriously did lack it. Let them hang around, hanging around, hanging around. And Palace take a, you know, critical point at the Etihad. Um, maybe we should have saw it coming, but that first 10, 20 minutes was exactly what we expected. Um, I don't really rate Palace, but what a result. What a result for the Eagles. Yeah, I was impressed. Um, though they got dogged in the first half, their goal, their first goal was a really well-worked counterattack. Um, and just, I was very impressed. And just being able to fight back and get a point at City, uh, as much as we don't think City is what they used to be, um, it's still very impressive. It's one thing to say that. It's another thing to actually go out and perform. I think Roy will be safe for a while uh, after that one. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, City are now fourth place um, alone in fourth, uh, 34 points through 17 matches, so two points a match. Ten wins, four draws, three losses. Definitely does not sound like the City of old. Um, Feels good that despite the loss against Villa last week, Arsenal are still five points clear of City, which is kind of just who you got to worry about. Um, But... Yeah, definitely, definitely not the city that we're used to. I mean, Holland's not playing, um, and KDB's not playing. Both will be back shortly, I guess. I, there's no timetable on the KDB stuff, but he was full. He was in full squad training today, just out of nowhere. So, 
that's cool. Um, <laughs> kind of terrifying, but whatever. We'll we'll wait till that happens. Yeah, I'm sure he'll fix all of their problems. Um, because he's the goat. So it, it's we're not. A, we're, we are we are not KDB haters. Um, I we hate how good he is. Uh, I do. Oh, I hate how much I enjoy him and his entire game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, from there, a uh, game that we had uh, as well, Newcastle-Fulham. It's tough because it's a 3-0 result, but I really do think Fulham were in this before the red card. Um, but, you know, it's at it's at St. James Park, and uh, a listener told us we should stop betting against Newcastle at St. James Park. Um, and maybe he's right because... I mean, although it was only a half unit, and it was minus one ten pick. I stand by it. We love Fulham. We had to continue to ride, but Newcastle get—they just tend to get calls there. That's all. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it as a red. Uh, it seemed like the consensus was everyone thought it was a red. Just a very unnecessary challenge from Jimenez. It's late. It sucks. It derails our entire game plan. Um, thought we had a chance because they it was zero zero pretty deep into that game, and I'm gonna say the goals weren't great that Newcastle scored. Uh, definitely not convincing. Uh, but they won't care. It's a three 0 result that they'll take. Uh, definitely still want to buy this Fulham side. Um, because I think that they're really good, and I'll throw this game out. Who they got coming up next? They have. They have Burnley, Bournemouth, Arsenal, Chelsea. Definitely interested in that Chelsea game. Um, yeah. yeah. The Bournemouth-Arsenal games, not so much. Um, but uh, that was a straight red to Jimenez, right? It was. Um, so that's three, ga- that's three games. Yeah, they could appeal it. Uh, I'm not sure if they will. Um, but I can have my producer look it up when you move to the next game. Uh, cause that, that obviously is a huge part of why we like Wolves so much is, um, Fulham, Fulham, not Wolves. Sorry, Fulham. I just always think he's on Wolves, even though I know he's not. Um, so yeah, I'll have the producer look that up. Alrighty. Um, but yeah, credit to Newcastle. So Newcastle are now in sixth, uh, again, alone in sixth, one point ahead of Manchester United. Uh, they have 29 points. And kind of feels like where they belong to be after quite a weird season from them, start to the season from them, first half, I should say. Um, so, moving on from there, uh, Burnley nil, Everton two in the second. Loyalists lock, two unit play. Fuck yeah, man. Just super vindicated. Um, we had our first one cash with these, this one cash with these. Uh, just great stuff by us, great process, and, and plus money too. Yeah, I mean, you get you get Sean Dyche in a revenge spot. Like, what? I don't understand what the general public thought was going to happen. Um, just felt good. Everton were convincing. Uh, Burnley showed flashes of being a competent side, but Everton were the better side. So, uh, very happy with that pick. Uh, felt good. Great process, like you said. Very happy with it. 
Burnley created some chances in that game, and I was I honestly walked away being pretty impressed with company. And I think we were texting, and you said like if he were to be fired, he'd get a job right away uh, because the way that they're able to play with the ball, um, Everton seemed quite nervous uh, sometimes when Burnley were in possession, and rightfully so because they just don't have the quality of player uh, to make stuff happen. Like I feel like they don't even have like the quality Luton has, like they have guys that have done stuff before and Burnley just don't. Um, I'm probably forgetting somebody, but I just don't like their squad at all. But he really does have them playing like attractive and uh, quality, respectable football. So credit to company, but yeah, Everton were the better side and they did exactly what they wanted to do. Got three points. Sean Dyche revenge in a relegation six-pointer. And they are five points clear of the bottom three. So, up the toffees. Fuck yeah. Producer just got in my ear. Uh, it seems like he'll be out for three games. They're not going to appeal it. Uh, which is not good. Not good for our Fulham. Um, but yeah, shout out to our toffees. All they do is get buckets. Probably most disrespected team in the Prem, I'd say. Um, Sean Deitch has the boys buzzing. I mean, they're a top eight side right now. Um, obviously, absolute bullshit. But give me Everton against West Ham. Give me Everton against Brighton. Give me Everton against Chelsea. Give me Everton against United. I know they just lost United, but still. All right. Um, yeah, the, uh, the only thing I don't like about this team is Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, McNeil wasn't his best game. DCL stinks. Uh, I do like Harrison, too, on the other wing. Um, I just like a lot of the things that this side does. I love Onana. Um, I've actually always been a fan of his. Um, and Leighton Baines is like the most English-looking dude of all time. So lots to like in this Everton team, uh, even considering the Ashley Young content. Um, but shout-out to them for our second two-unit play, cashing 2-0 and 0 in two-unit plays. Uh, and then here, here's an apology. Um, Iron fans, if you're still here, you guys are you guys are all right. You guys are decent. Um, I really, if you listen back to our transfer roundups um, way back in the beginning of this podcast, I said how much I liked how they spent the Declan Rice money. I was super impressed. <laughs> all I did was praise Kudus and how much I thought he was going to be a stud in the Premier League. And... Oh, my producer just got in my ear. Uh, Baines, sorry, listeners. Baines is not on the Toffees anymore, so that's cool. Um, my fault, hand up. But um, he always was. I feel like part of him still is. Um, but, yeah, the Irons, um, the Irons, they're okay. And Wolves, maybe just, sorry, Dave, maybe just not who we thought you were. Uh, this was this was a dominant showing by the Irons at home um, against a Wolves team that we know can be frisky, but this was a huge, almost like a mid-table six-pointer because uh, I I rated these teams similarly and I liked Wolves a little more. I know it's just one game, but it was pretty convincing from what I saw, and I will say I was right on Kudus because the guy's fucking good, and uh, I like him a lot. Um, Arsenal were linked with him. I wanted him then, and... I think he's a stud. I don't know what they're going to do without him during AFCON if he goes. 
But, yeah, shout out to West Ham. They're an eighth, and I guess they deserve to be. Um, they've won the games that they needed to win. Shout out to Pakita. Um Hat trick of assists, not a bad day in the office. Um, impressive, impressive stuff. I will say Wolves long-term, uh, they got this dude Dave Bentley in goal. He's not it for me. Um, if they don't have Jose Sa, that's a serious problem. Uh, as good as I think Kudus is, his finish from outside the box, getting beat near post like that, and really not getting close to the ball, that's just like not Premier League level. It's not going to get it done. Um, so I do think that that's going to be something to monitor. Uh, respect to West Ham, they were the better side in this game. Uh, but my opinion of Wolves hasn't changed so much. But them not having Jose saw that's a problem. So uh, that's something I'm definitely going to be monitoring. Yeah, he's he's hurt, and I'm not sure for how long. Um, but... Another keeper injury. I don't know what it is, but keepers getting injured this year. It's a strange trend. Um, very, very strange. But yeah, credit to credit to West Ham. Good dub. Eighth place. Eight, three, and six after you know being pretty fraudulent early on. We'll see. I want to see how they play against the better teams, but I'm ready to start buying some more stock on on, on the irons. So that's that's an apology from me. Uh, deserved. So then we go, I will not apologize to this because this was a rat line. And Ben Mee gets thrown out of the Brentford Villa game for a VAR red, which is just never a red 10 years ago. I understand it's a really reckless challenge, but this shit happens all the time. And they slow it down, and his boot's pretty high, and Leon Bailey sells it. And then Brentford and out of 10 men after being up 1-0 and, you know, being largely in the driver's seat. Um, Filler equality side. They come back, 2-1, three points for the villains. Um, still fuck Neil Malpe. Guy's a loser. <laughs> but um, I'm really glad we didn't have Brentford double chance because this would have been infuriating. Yeah. Um, it was exactly how we set it up, right? Brentford were going to frustrate the hell out of Villa. Um uh, Brentford score off a corner uh, in stoppage time in the first half. Me and Jake are texting. This is exactly what we thought was going to happen. Um, and then the red card completely changed the complexion of the game. Uh, Leon Bailey sells the red card um, for Ben Mee, and then he right after puts in a wonderful ball to equalize. Um, and then it's finished off by Ollie Watkins, who celebrates like an absolute fucking prick. Um, in Brentford's net. I mean, he used to play for Brentford. Just I, I don't get it. It's it's such a weird move. Um, God, what an asshole. Uh, and then so this game the, got chippy. Yeah, well, the report was one fan like was really talking a lot of shit to Watkins, but like that. Oh, like I just don't know how much. How are you going to be a world-class Premier League striker and care about that, one? And two, like, how much can you really hear on the pitch from one fan? Like, they're not that close to you. Uh, I don't don't know. I I don't know if I buy that. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, Shout out to the Bees because they played a respectable game. Um and I'm not going to say it was like an undeserved red. Like, you slow it down, it looks terrible. But 
there's been plenty of times that that wasn't called in, in history, Premier League history for sure. So, um, feel like it didn't. They didn't deserve zero points out of that game. That's all. Yeah, hard done by. Um, yeah, Brentford really hard done by in that game. Uh, congrats to Villa though. Huge result for them. One Vegas didn't Villa, expect. Villa are now tied for second. Um, five goals behind Liverpool in goal difference, but one point off first, which is crazy. Unai Emery, master tactician. Seriously. But speaking of first, Arsenal, the Gunners, my team, our team. Sam's wearing his Arsenal jacket. 2-0 against Brighton. We called it minus one and a half. Wasn't as easy as it should have been. Um, Arsenal were largely dominant uh, against a Brighton side that teams have struggled to dominate. Um, Lewis Dunk, credit to him. He had a wonderful game. But most credit goes to Arteta for me because um, the press that he initiated, I read about an article about it in The Athletic today, Um, just the way that he organized the front six um, kind of, you know, galaxy brain stuff. Uh, he had Havertz and Odegaard and Jesus pressing pretty heavily, um, you know, with Saka and Martinelli waiting um, on the outside for when the goalie would need to dump it off. And then man marking the two strikers or the two center forwards uh, were Gabriel, Gabriel and Declan Rice. And that's why you saw Deck so often able to dispossess them, trying to go forward by playing that slightly risky balls just because uh, Arteta just had them positioned so well. And um, he actually tried to do a similar thing when we got dogged at the Emirates last spring, which really just like put a cap on our title challenge. Um, and it was clear we wanted some revenge for that. Uh, we should have scored in the first half. Um, not clinical enough at all. Uh, but center ha- second half came. And Gabby Jesus, wide open header, never going to miss from there. And Kai Havertz, who deserves all the apologies. I love him. I'm so glad I have a Kai Havertz jersey. Uh, He has four goals. um, And he has just been very impressive, uh, filling a Xhaka-sized hole in my heart. You know, um, I think it's as simple as a tweet that I saw today, which is just like about five, six games ago. Arteta swapped the fact that uh, Havertz was playing more box-to-box and Odegaard was sitting higher, and now Havertz sits higher and Odegaard is sitting deeper, and both players have benefited from it. I've been really impressed with his play, and he has you know, a lovely, cheeky finish to make it 2-0 and cash our bet. So shout-out to the Gunners because they looked largely dominant. Yeah, Arsenal were the better team in this game. Um, nine shots on goal, 26 shot attempts compared to Brighton's one shot on goal and, and uh, six shot attempts. I will say that uh, Pascal Gross, you got to finish your chance there, man. Um, completely changes the dynamic of that whole game if he finishes that chance, gets Brighton back into it. Um, very happy he didn't, obviously. Uh, but... Lewis Dunk, to me, was just so good in this game. Um, That ball he played to start that move where Pascal Gross should have finished that chance, scary stuff. Uh, Ben White also was kind of victimized in this game. 
uh, which was tough to see. So I'm hearing um, from the deep roots of Arsenal Twitter, the guys that I follow that I believe have sources, even if they're not verified, um, that just are right about a lot of stuff. Apparently he's nursing a knock, which would make sense to me because Tomiyasu is hurt. Obviously Timber's still hurt. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Uh, Kivior has been largely unimpressive uh, in his cameos, so um, wouldn't be shocked to hear he's nursing a little something because I I sent a text um, to our group chat saying I might be selling some of my real estate on Benway Island. Um, if he's nursing a knock, I take that back. But he was, yeah, he wasn't great. Yeah, tough. Uh, Brighton showed like that flash of quality. That's why you got to kill teams off in the prem. Uh, Pascal Gross, he puts that chance in the net, which he probably should have. Um, then this game is flipped on its head. Also, David Rea had a ball that uh, almost gave me a heart attack. Trying to defend a cross goes right through his hands. He was able to recover it, but oh my god, I I don't feel comfortable. Listen, he, we both expected him to start uh, this weekend, the past week, despite his shakiness. Um, I just think he's the firm number one. Um, I don't know if it's going to change. Uh, we just got to work with the kinks until he gets his confidence back. Arteta thinks he's his guy, so it is what it is. But Arsenal 2, Brighton nil, very convincing, very happy with that result, um, especially with our bet cashing. So shout out to the Gunners. Uh, was a wonderful watch. And lastly, uh, it's time for you to cook, Sam. Liverpool versus Manchester United. We took some heat with this bet. Uh, shout out to the haters. Speak louder because um, United plus 250 double chance. That is great value. Um, Liverpool, yes, they're by definition in second. They have the least losses in the Premier League. But you can't say... They haven't had a lot of games where the majority of the game, they've been shaky. I know that they've been able to get results, but they have played quite riskily. I don't know. Like, they just haven't been convincing. And it caught up to them. So, Sam, take your victory lap. I just feel very vindicated with the idea that thinking – Goals from your right back are a sustainable way to continue to score. Um, Darwin Nunez has shown that he will not be a reliable striker. Uh, I'm sure he can fix that at some point, but his recent form does not indicate that. So my thing was I didn't expect it to be that high scoring of a game. I thought United could threaten on the counter, which they did multiple times in this game, and that Liverpool would struggle to break down a well-fortified United side. Uh, was a huge boost for that narrative that Varane played, uh, and I thought he was pretty good in this game. Um, I don't think it was crazy to say that Liverpool hadn't been playing that well and their performances were trending downwards and that United were just going to get a result in a derby match. So I am very proud of this bet. Uh, very happy with it. Uh, nice... Just some good icing, you know, plus 250 bet. Always feels good to hit that. And I just thought it was a good process from me and you. So very happy with it. Very unimpressed by Liverpool overall. Um, And equally unimpressed by United. I feel like if United had any, you know, players that they could depend on in the final third, 
this game could be drastically different, but their attack doesn't really have that player right now. Yeah, uh, it's tough, man. Um, I, I saw this today. I couldn't believe it. In the Prem, Kai Havertz has four goals, and Martial, Hoyland, Anthony, Garnacho, Sancho, Rashford. You can even throw Mountain there if you want. All of them combined for three goals, and that's just not going to do it for you. So if they can figure out the final third, this team's got a lot more potential than they um, have played up to lately. Um, that's just a necessity. They, you can't depend on all your goals to come from Scott McTominay either. Um, you know, we said Liverpool uh, getting bailed out by Trent isn't sustainable, and neither is the Scott stuff. So credit to them for getting a point at Anfield. Really, really impressed by that, uh, their ability to hold it together in the final third. Um, but they need to figure out their scoring because it's not great. And I would be worried about the final third if I was a United fan. Totally agree. We're on the same page. Um, just very happy with that bet. Huge result for United. Um, also, uh, Van Dyke talking shit after the match that only one team came to play. Like, who the fuck cares? Grow the fuck up. Chill out, Grow man. the fuck up. Um, that's like, such a loser talk. I hate that. Drop points like a fucking man. Like, come on. It's your like your biggest historic rival. If you drop points... Own up to it. We should have been better. Fuck off. I hated that too. Glad we're on the same page there. But with that, that's the end of the match week. Um, like I said, only nine games to go over because, you know, we're, we're hoping uh, everything stays well with uh, the Tom Lockyer news um, and they can resolve that game, uh, you know, I guess just at a later date. But that's all for match week 17. Um, so stay tuned. We're going to have the preview up on Wednesday and at the end of that you will hear uh, another interview so we're gonna keep trying to get good guests for you guys um, it is from another fan page very well known fan page um, for a pretty big club so really excited about that uh, so stay tuned for that like I said at the end of the next podcast coming Wednesday evening because uh, festive fixtures start Thursday um, starting on Thursday from this upcoming Thursday, which is the 20th until uh, New Year's Day. I think there's only two days that there's no Premier League being played. So we got some stuff to figure out, but rest assured, your content and your picks will come. We will continue to feed you money so you can feed your family this holiday season. Just let us cook. All right. That's all I ask. Um <laughs> Everybody have a great and safe week. Uh, We will talk to you Wednesday evening. Um, Stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.